Welcome to the New Era Podcast. Podcast. Welcome to our second episode. Oh, I'm your host, Mackenzie. And I am her co-host, Leigh. And we are so excited to be back with you guys. So, Leigh, how are we doing? How are we doing this week? <sighs> it's, <laughs> it's been a rough week. Yes, it has. But guess what? We made through it. We did. Kind of, sort of live, but... Alive. Breathing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it has been um, a rough week. Just got over a cold and dealing with personal stuff. Um, But overall, within this rough week, we are so excited with this episode that we have for you guys today because everything that has been going on through our life, we are able to share and Literally, we are living testimonies of things that we are talking about that we are trying to hopefully heal and free others with of just being vulnerable about it. So, and guess what? You guys voted for this. Yes. So we're going to be talking about today self-confidence and goals and within that being intentional and how do we navigate life being ourselves pretty much. Yeah. Like I was... Came into this world with Mackenzie. I'm going to leave. Like my grandma say, I came into this world by myself. I'm going to leave by myself. Period. And I think we're, today's focus of the episode is how are we able to navigate and build a better relationship with ourselves? (laughs) And in turn, our relationship with ourselves having a great influence on how we show up in this world, how we show up in our relationships. Um, and how we show up in private, most importantly. Because mm-hmm. I don't think it's all about other people. I feel like it always comes back within us. And that's how we show up. So, Leia, why are we doing this episode today? Um, besides the fact that you guys, you know, wanted to hear this. But um, we've just been in the aspect of showing up for ourselves. And... You know, we want to share, like, you know, how we do that, how it's affected our everyday lives and how it's made, you know, things easier for us in a sense, because showing up for yourself is hard, hard, not easy at all, especially when you're unaware of like where to start or even like just this idea of like, how do I even do that? So Mm. we're like, let's come share that with y'all. Yes, and within, like I said, the purpose of this podcast, we are hoping to build community. And so it's having conversations like these about our insecurities and relationships with ourselves. So we're able to not only make ourselves feel seen and heard, but we're in turn able to do that for others. Because when you're able to be vulnerable, you're building community around that for other people to also lead by that as well. Exactly. So let's get started with our episode. So Leigh, like, what does showing up for you mean? In this life, if you can name a time where you did not show up and how you have committed to showing up now, say today in the present, in this season. Oh, let's see. Let's pick one area. Um, <laughs> I think for me, um, I think I'm just going to go back to just definitely like recently last quarter, I did struggle. Um, I was on academic suspension, probation, like I was overworked. It was a whole lot because at the time, you know, I'm, I had to pay for my own tuition. You guys know school is expensive as hell. 
So it was just me putting school on the back burner just so I could, you know, survive, you know, provide for myself. And after, you know, me failing that quarter, I had to really sit and think like, that's not why I'm here. Mm. I'm here to get my education, do whatever, but working all these hours and putting school on the back burner, it just, it made it pointless for me. It's like, it's pointless to me working all these hours for you to be going to school and then doing a shit job. Mm. So I had to like really talk and have a conversation with myself and was like, okay, like you can't keep doing this. You need to put yourself first. You know, I was like, so I cut back all my hours at work and just like, you know, I've been having a way better quarter just because of that. Like I've had more time for myself and to focus on myself and making sure like I'm getting my work done, you know, and it's just like, it's a relief to not be so stressed out all the time. Mm. So, yeah. Yes. What was really good about that is definitely like I heard just you basically having to reevaluate what yeah. was working for you and what absolutely was not working for you. Yeah. And how can I better move on where I'm putting my mental health, I'm putting my needs, my values, my goals, my priorities because I think we have priorities in life, and not everything can yeah. be number one. Exactly. Not everyone, and not everything, every everyone, can be at the top. Right. You know what I mean? Like that should be reserved for ourselves. And I really love that. Like that's how you showed up, and that's how you're showing up now. Yeah. And I would say the same thing. Um, right. Last year was just a really rough year all around. Um, that's when I found out I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder. And that's when I opened up to my therapist about my depression and my mental health because at this point, um, I didn't know I was depressed. Right. As far as I was concerned, my symptoms were showing up. So whether that reflected in me sleeping until noon every single day, I did not get up early. Um, I extremely overslept. Whether I was staying up late the night before or whether I did go to bed on time, I would literally sleep past noon every single day. The only reason for me to get up was not for school, was not for class. It was for work to make sure my bills were paid. Right. And that is all in that time I had the energy or the capacity to do. None of those things went towards school because, like I said, I, I failed <laughs> I failed that class. Yeah. <laughs> failed it. Um, and it was just a lot of other areas with my relationship with myself because within that of failing those classes and missing every single day and missing those classes – I was pretty much at war with myself yeah. in my own mind. So depressed as heck, sitting here telling, why are you not getting up? We're being lazy. We're, I know I can do better than this. Right. And that recycle, like going over again every single morning, having these negative thoughts about myself because I could not show up in this way. And I didn't properly know how to recognize the fact that something's wrong here. I'm not eating, I'm not getting good sleep, I'm not getting quality sleep, I'm not living a quality life, mm -hmm. I'm not happy, I'm not getting up for the fact of I love life and I love passion, I was getting up to simply survive and get through the next day. Um, and so now showing up, because this last summer was our opportunity to really do some like really deep, deep work, which I was super grateful for, mm -hmm. it was definitely a time to reevaluate and I really got myself together of... We have depression. 
saying it, admitting it, having absolute acceptance for it, and being like, well, how am I going to show up next time I have an episode? Right. How am I going to show up next time when it does get hard? Because having that conversation with my therapist, depression, anxiety, things like those are not things we can just evaporate and be like, oh, I have the choice and I have the power if I don't want to, no. Yeah. It's a disorder. That's why it's a disorder. And that's why it's not classified as just being sad. That's why it's not classified as just having a bad day. Right. It's a disorder. Like, it's literally something that debil like debilitates you. Mm -hmm. I could not get up. I could not go to class. And then those thoughts were just, like I said, it was like an endless cycle. And so this year, having acceptance for, like, that's what I have. That's what I'm working with. And how am I able to still show up, still love that part of myself, um, and also explore more parts of myself and not just be focused on that part. And I think within that depressed, depressive episode, it was so much like, so much I learned about myself. Um, and so many, I was like, it's so many funny things that, that even how painful that period was, how much of a blessing it was still to go through that hard moment, hit rock bottom essentially, and be like, I'm going to dig myself out. And the fact that, too, during that time, God was also carrying me as well. Mm -hmm. My friends were carrying me as well. My family was caring and carrying me as well. Like, when I couldn't carry myself and lift myself up, I gave others, I gave God the opportunity to surrender and to trust mm. that I would be taken care of. So, yeah, girl, same with you. Like, it's been really awesome showing up for myself now. But I think also recognizing, too, <laughs> how incredibly hard that is. Yeah. So you want to go into what, what is the hardest part for you about showing up for yourself and getting up daily and making a commitment to yourself, essentially, um, of holding your hand through this experience? For me, it's, it's the fact of it's admitting to myself that it's okay not to be okay. Mm. Like, for a long time, you know, I grew up, and, you know, you couldn't be sad, or you had nothing to be sad about. Like, you have all these things, and, oh, like, we're doing this, that, and the third for you. Why are you sad? So that carried with me for a, for a long time. It's like, why are you sad? You have a roof over your head. You have you know, good friends around you, your family loves you, like, why are you sad? And it's like, that, it's so much deeper than that. And it just, it took a while for me to be like, it's okay to want to take a day off of work mm. because you're not feeling it today, you know? It's okay to need a mental health day, especially when you're in stressful situations, like, 80% of the time. Yep. School, work, extra, whatever you're doing, extracurricularly, Y'all know the word. <laughs> Period. Yeah, just like it's a whole like things you might enjoy them, but like those things can be stressful at the end of the day. On top of that enjoyment, so sometimes you just need a break, and it's okay to recognize that and not feel shameful or like it's a bad thing. Yes. To take that time for yourself. Yes. Yeah, that was a whole word. Like <laughs> it's okay not to be okay. And speaking on, like, how rough this week has been, yesterday was the most roughest day, but the most beautiful thing in disguise, and that's God for you. Mm -hmm. Can't explain it. Like, woke up crying um, and ended the day with just tears of joy for just how 
even in the toughest situation, I was shown so much grace, more opportunities, um, more love. Mm. And the fact, too, that I was able to not only offer that myself, but to recognize that from something even way bigger than myself, which was, I think, really beautiful. But yesterday was so freeing to go and be asked, how are you? And to say, okay. Right. Like, because I said, like, it's so easy in our day-to-day when we're asking people, I feel like. It's pretty much, I think, a program, just like how we ask people their names. Like, I don't think we really are intentionally listening. It feels like something we're just used to doing to start that conversation or right. something that, you know, continuing that cycle of small talk, pretty yeah, much. because you kind of inherently expect them to say good, and then you go about your day. Exactly. And when they say they're not okay, you don't know what to do. Exactly. And I think I'm at, yeah, Tim Ross on the basement. Don't ask me how my day is if you don't want to know. Exactly. Because I'm going to tell you. And it was so freeing yesterday to be like, I'm okay, and to allow others to see me in a moment where my best wasn't 100%. And that was not my worst either. And I think it's changing our perspective on things and how we show up. It's so easy to just define that day as so rough and just terrible and be victim. Um, But to really see the beauty within the struggle was like super, super beautiful in itself. To be vulnerable, to to be honest, and to allow others into that space as well without feeling insecure or that I have to hide parts of myself. I have to pretend. I have to put on a face. I'm like, this is me. This is how I'm feeling today. And this is how my best is. And accepting that, but also accepting love and support from others within that. I think this was like really, really beautiful. So we're going to talk about being intentional. So Lay, for you, what is being intentional when it comes to moving about life with your relationship with yourself and in turn, obviously, how that is reflected through other areas of your life relationships. What is being intentional for you? Mm, It's just, it's like having an understanding that everything I do has a purpose. Mm. Like, I can't move through life just doing shit because I feel like I have to do it. Mm. Or like, doing it because it seems right or it seems like the right thing to do, but it's not something I truly want to do. Mm. It's like, yeah, just making sure like everything I do reflects me and how I want to move through my everyday life. And then like touching on that relationship aspect, it's like I want to move through life a certain way. So I would expect you you know, as my friend, as my partner, whoever, to respect that. Mm. And then on top of that, move through life being intentional as well. Period. Because why would I want to interact with someone who's just doing things because they feel like, oh, I need to do this, or I see such and such on social media doing this, so I'm going to do that so I can be where they're at. And you're not doing anything that's really reflecting who you are as a person. Mm. And I think that's such a good point because we always talk about social media and this new trend of like self-love and waking up early, being the it girl, being that girl, um, being this fitness person. And I think what that really touched on is the fact I feel like we are living other people's lives. Mm. We are trying to live by other people's blueprints. And we're not willing and even sometimes not even capable of knowing that that work is ours to do. Yeah. Someone else's work, you can't download that. Right. 
That ain't something you buy. That ain't something that's delivered to your door next day delivery. That's something you have to work for. Mm -hmm. And so knowing when you're not living in your truth and it's someone else's it truth. It shows. It's going to, thank you. And it's a lie to begin with. I'm going to tell you that. It's a lie. And you're going to find yourself having things that you thought were going to make you happy that you thought were going to finally set you free and create this peace. And when you get there, you find out, hmm, oh, happiness is not with the bag. Right. Oh, happiness is not with the new Tofar bag. <laughs> is it Tofar? Tofar? Right. Tofar. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I have this bag, but like, I don't feel like how Ari and Jade away to feel. But my thing is, you don't truly understand or know how they feel. Mm. You just know what they're showing you. Period. And I think, too, um, with being intentional, we were talking about, it's a choice. Yeah. It's a choice to be intentional. It's a choice to choose joy. And it's also a choice to choose to be insecure. It's also a choice to have unhealthy mindsets. It's a choice to carry on unhealthy habits. It's a choice to allow our traumas to replay themselves. It's a choice to nitpick at ourselves. It's a choice to either love ourselves. Right. Um, and knowing like we get to choose to show up however we want to. But and also like to your point, we don't know. And that goes to my point, it's no one else's business how you show up as long as you're showing up for you. And it's intentional. Yeah, <laughs> and it's for you. Like you know, like you said, it aligns with your goals, it aligns ultimately with your your spirit, yeah. your values. Whatever you're doing, you know, I'm honoring, I'm respecting myself within yeah. these decisions, within these actions. Right. Because um, that for me is what's being intentional. It like I said, it's choosing, choosing every single day. Because we, we have all these choices, and I feel sometimes we feel validated and super easy to justify our decisions, choices, behaviors, attitudes, feelings. Um, and I really challenge anyone listening to this to be more and pull from more than your own understanding, your own ignorance at this point where you are in this season. And to be intentional of finding more about yourself that is, yeah, just higher, yeah, smarter, kinder more empathetic, more compassionate, more open, more it's, trusting. Yeah, because there's always room to grow. You're not stuck in this one aspect or season of yourself. You're forever and continuously growing. Thank you, and I think it brings up that point too. There will never be a point where you're quote-unquote healed. Nope. Life is, life, life is that journey of healing. Don't ever think you will ever meet a destination where this is it. You're done learning. You're done, or if you reach... You reach a certain extent. I think we should always be happy when I think we reach a certain peace and joy within the mess. Yeah, because once you go through one hardship, you best believe another one's going to come. That's promised. And I think moving on to our next point we want to talk about, I think also being intentional is taking accountability. Mm. Taking accountability for our behaviors and actions. So, Lay, what's something in life like you've had to take accountability for that was either hard or turned out to be just really good when, but hard at the beginning but ended up being so greatly like rewarding in the end when you took accountability or responsibility mm. 
Fuck. Look at me telling on myself. Um, <laughs> Spill it, girl. No, because for me, um, I have to always be right. Mm. Especially in terms of like, I'm just going to talk about relationships because that's like yes. where it's like for me in the past has been. Shows up. And yeah, shows yes. up really apparent. Um, you know, I'm always like, oh, like they didn't work out with this person because of X, Y, and Z. And oh, like it was them, them, them. But it had to, I had to really look at myself and be like, you're choosing these people. Mm. These are the people that you are surrounding yourself with. Mm. These are people that you are giving your time to mm. continuously. And it's like, I had to really look at myself and be like, sure, these people are this way, but you need to hold yourself accountable because these are the type of people that you are giving parts of yourself to. Mm. So for it was just understanding that yeah, it's so easy to sit and place the blame on other people because it makes you look and feel better. But then you have to really sit and understand, like, you know, it's okay for me to be like, yeah, I just surround myself with, you know, not really good people. But it's like you have to take that and change it. Yes. And be in a space and be like, okay, like, yeah, I was surrounding myself with these people, but... That's not me. These are not these people are not reflections of me. Mm. So I'm going to ref- surround myself with people who reflect and, you know, share the same values and, you know, wants and needs as me. Yes. So good. And I will have to say the same as well. Definitely like I said, romantic relationships, I think relationships in general has been a way where most of my beliefs have definitely played out. And so this year, and I think it's been heavy on my heart for a while when it's come to relationships and romantic things, um, where I had to check myself because I knew I was dealing with people, I was giving myself to people who didn't have the capacity to reciprocate, mm. understand, and love me. Mm. And I'm not talking about conditional love. I love you if this, this, and that. I'm talking unconditional love. Someone seeing me, someone meeting me where I was at. And knowing even though these things that I thought were fun Mm -hmm. were still not, even though these things were fun, I put fun above my self-respect. Above honoring myself. Hmm. Above having fucking standards. Above my values and beliefs of myself. Like, I put fun over that. And that's an area where I had to absolutely check myself of, do we want to have fun or do we want to honor and and have respect for ourselves? Because you can still have fun in that area. Will it be a different kind of fun? Will it be different from what Very much so. Yeah, will it be different from what you're used to and what you have craved and the patterns that you continually start going back to? Yes. But I think, too, it's like, I'm going to choose self-respect, honoring myself every single time. Because it just makes it more enjoyable being in those situations. Because it's like, you know, this is a situation where I'm respecting myself. And you're not compromising. Yeah, you respect me, all of me. You're with and want to be with all of me. 
it feels good. Yes. And I think, too, it was that point of checking myself. You can't sit here and ask for more Mackenzie. You can't sit here and say, I want to find the love of my life. I want to find true love. I want to find true friendships. But yet you're dealing with untrue people. Mm. Because how can God sit here and place something so big and enormous in my life when I'm having fillers and placeholders take Mm -hmm. up that space? So you can't sit here and say you want this, but you're willing to settle for something way less and below. You have to be patient and you have to feel that void and we need to be okay and enjoy being alone. Because having standards is lonely. Having values and apparently common sense in this world, I'm going to tell you right, it's lonely. And I wouldn't even say lonely, you're just going to be alone in a sense. And I feel knowing that I think God, and there are seasons in our life where he isolates us purposely and intentionally. And that may feel hard for us and challenging for us that it is for our best good. And we have to sit within that discomfort and that hard. Mm -hmm. And I think it's absolutely choosing your heart. I'm not choosing the hard where I'm being disrespectful. I'd rather choose the hard where I'm alone and I'm waiting for whatever that is that God is calling and what I know my name is written on. Right. Don't want to make it any harder for myself than I need to. Thank you. Why am I going to sit here and let you add on to the already hardship that I'm going through? It's like, no, I'll go through it by myself. Literally. Yeah. And I love, like I said, um, I just encourage any of our listeners, like I said, um, Taking accountability and within taking accountability, having patience and grace with ourselves. Because I believe like while we're taking accountability, I believe there's a harsh way and a judgmental way of doing it versus Mm -hmm. a graceful, um, forgiving, empathetic, compassionate stance. Like we have to come from a space of curiosity rather than judgment. Right. Why did I feel that was okay for me? That that's what I deserve. What Mm -hmm. beliefs contributed to my treatment and the things that I allowed? Why was that okay? Why was I willing to sit here and compromise this for this? Mm. And I think, like, to your point, it is very easy to blame others because it lets ourselves off the hook. Yeah. We're able to continually do stuff with everyone else being the problem but ourselves. And I promise you, we have to start asking not what's wrong with the world, but what's wrong, what, in what way am I reacting or responding or I'm showing up within this? Because it's always going to be that. Exactly, because once you take that accountability, you can prevent that from happening again. It's so much freedom and being honest with yourself and, like, yeah, being naked, essentially. Not ass, butt-ass, neck, you know, (laughs) ass cheeks naked, but naked. LMA naked. Letting your scar show, letting your supposed flaw show, your imperfections. There's, while it is so scary at first, I feel like it's so, oh, it's so, it's so freeing. Yeah. To admit, oh, I'm, I'm insecure in this area. It's so freeing to say, damn, my behavior is resembling childhood-like actions. Yeah. I'm replaying scenarios with just different people. There's so much freedom in that. And I encourage all of us to start not only being honest with ourselves, because when we start being honest with ourselves, we're able to create community with others. Because like I said... This is not something you share. You don't share your struggles. Not everybody goes on and says, you know, I get cheated on. (laughs) I accepted less. 
that's not something we probably say, but yeah. it's something on the daily that happens where standards do fall low. We don't show up for ourselves in a way that we would like. And I think we need to start talking about it instead of creating shame mm. and isolation around it. There's so much, it's freedom, not only in just vulnerability, but the community that is created within that vulnerability. So I want to share this profound, profound word, because we're talking about looking within. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell y'all this story. Story time. Yes. So this man was dating this woman, and things were going well. And all of a sudden, they just break up. Mm. Like, out of nowhere. Going well, dating for a while. And this other man who got to know her asked him, of course, like, what happened? Like, why didn't you, like, what's wrong with her? Like, this is an amazing woman. What did you not like about her? And the man replied, she's taller than me. And the guy replied, you didn't tell me what you didn't like about her. You told me what you didn't like about yourself. Moment of silence. I'm going to just let that marinate because that was so good. And I think things like that are such a reminder how everything comes back to self. The thing that we have control over, the thing we have the choice and the power of showing up as, it always comes back to us. So then that man thinking he's explaining what he don't like about somebody else. What's wrong with her? He didn't say nothing except for what highlighted his own insecurities. What highlighted what he didn't like about himself. And I think that goes to the point of how easy it is to project our own insecurities, our own problems, our own issues. Yep, onto other people, other situations, other circumstances. And being that we're so wrapped in victimhood, because everyone wants to be a victim. We think it's okay, and we see nothing (laughs) wrong with it. And it's because we aren't self-aware or, you know, vulnerable with ourselves and aware of ourselves so it's like i'm okay you know it's okay for me to not want to date this taller woman it has nothing to do with me feeling like oh i'm a short bastard literally i challenge you in any situation you go in when you are triggered when you have a reaction that's like oh like what was that i challenge and i encourage anybody to explore what that is because the more, the more questions you ask, the more you get to know. And although we might not, not know those answers right away, not normally, we can be intentional, going back to our point, about finding out those ander- answers and enjoying the journey and being okay not knowing every damn thing. Right. And it's just, it's a learning process. It takes time. You need to take the time to learn these things. Period. So, yeah. I said, I think... This world would be so, it would be such an improvement. Like I said, I didn't go to that point of worrying about yourself, taking care of yourself. Because if everyone had an intention of focusing on, their, uh, on themselves, not only are we going to have enough for not only to provide for us, but we're going to be able to provide for others. The masses. But we live in a world where everybody's worried about everybody else. Everybody, we, we can talk about celebrities and people whose business is out in public while we have the privilege of our struggles being in silent. But mm. we can speak, we can speak, we have the time to criticize, 
talk about and worry and somehow give a damn about other people's business but not our damn own and the shit that we're doing don't make no sense and i'll just name an example like I, for me the will smith situation was just like a broad example like what an opportunity to crucify a man for doing something publicly like y'all ain't never y'all like i don't see y'all cussing people out at fred meyer every single day i don't see Y'all cussing people out at your work, your job every day. Like, we don't see Karens every single day calling, like. And my thing is, let that have been your woman. Mm. You at Red Lobster or somewhere, and somebody come up to your your whoever or has a comment to make about who, um, just how your woman is presenting herself. Thank you. You wouldn't slap the, slap the life out of them? Thank you. And allowing people to have the space and experience they're having and to keep your own separate. We don't give a damn how you would have handled something. It wasn't your situation to handle. At all. Were you at the Oscars? Nope. Is your yeah, is your wife Jada Pinkett Smith? Hell no. no. <laughs> Say it again. And so I'm really like profound on mind your damn business. I'm very huge on that in this life. And I feel like if we want want to talk about something, being careful, being empathetic and still having love instead of judgment and criticism at the forefront of talking about other people. Yeah. Because we have the privilege of going through our shit in private. Yeah. We don't have TMZ. We don't have the news sitting here slandering it everywhere, saying these small details, making assumptions about us. Because if we did, a lot of y'all would be under fire. Literally. And I think another example, the Krishan Rock situation and Blueface. It's a lot of y'all who have a lot of audacity for me sitting here judging Having an opinion on a relationship of a girl and her insecurities, yeah, I see y'all with ain't shit niggas every single day. Mm. No bag, no rapper, no chain. Mm. And not only are you with these ain't shit niggas, y'all get pregnant from them. Ooh. And you want to talk about Krishan Rock? So yeah, I just encourage everybody, like, <laughs> focus on yourself. Self. Focus on shit that is within your power. I feel like the great thing about life and other people's stories, I think we are able to use these things as information. Um, I think, but to be very careful when it comes, it's normally, like, of course, we're judgmental people at the end of, end of the day. We're always going to make judgments. But I think it's what's most important is being mindful about those things and also inquiring how those things internally just come back to ourselves. Mm -hmm. What you think about other people and other things are always going to come back and, and, and reflect how you feel, your values. So I just challenge people to do that. Yeah. So girls, our next topic of self-love and goals and being intentional is one thing we've been talking about is being vulnerable. And in a sense, showing up in a way that we want others to show up. Um, leading by example, instead of, you know, not depending on the world for how we're going to show up, but being dependent on ourselves, our value system, and the right. way we're, we want to show up. So, Lay, like, what does being vulnerable for you mean? And how have you been showing up in that way? What steps have you been taking um, taking to just be vulnerable? Vulnerability 
as a whole, as I understand it, is kind of just being able to be my true self. It's like, let's see. Being able to, you know, cry. Uh, cry because, you know, oh, I watched this sad movie. And I'm in a room with, like, my friends. And, oh, why are you crying? Like, it's like being in a space and feeling like I'm open to feel what I want to feel and do and be who I want to be, as well as, like, having an understanding of, you know, like, you're not okay today. Mm. And it's, like, understanding just taking the steps to understand why I'm not okay, you know, taking steps to understand, you know, what, what can I do differently so that I'm not in this space anymore or, you know, allowing myself to just feel like, honestly, it just being able to feel. Mm. And it's like, if I can feel and be vulnerable with myself, I can be vulnerable with others because it's about, I feel like it's about being comfortable in yourself. In your own skin. Right. Because once you're comfortable, you don't really care about people around you seeing you in that way, in that Mm -hmm. light, because you're secure and you're okay with being here. It's like, yeah, like, you know, I'm good. Mm. I'm okay. You know, just like in a sense, like with you, I will bawl my eyes out. (laughs) look like just a puffy ass chipmunk and be okay with that because I know that you're here to support and under and you understand me so that's yeah that's just how I kind of look at it I know that's that's how I feel being vulnerable is too and speaking your point like it's hard yeah um even with our podcast and we can't wait to have our mental health episode and the fact that I opened up for the first time and said that I you know I have depression it seems like that for me is like that's a way of me being vulnerable yeah sharing something that at one point I had shame around and removing that shame yeah you know like I choose to be vulnerable within a sense of this part of myself I'm not going to deny it yeah I'm not going to reject it I'm not going to judge it Therefore, who the hell is anyone else to? Exactly. And then I just feel like that the topic of vulnerability has like a layer of being trusting Mm. to it. Because you want to be vulnerable with people you trust. Yes. So like that's where a lot of like the difficulty, like you said, it's hard. Because it's like I'm trusting you Mm. with this part of myself and you can do what you will with it. Period. And that's the point. And that's that risk every single time when we put ourselves out there. And I feel like that's why we do live in a world where people are on islands and they feel so alone. Because we have discouraged vulnerability. Like, what what you mean you got pregnant? What you mean you got an abortion? What you mean your husband cheated on you? What you mean you cheated on your husband? We be in a world where it's like, be honest, come as you are. And as soon as people come as they are, they're judged and crucified and getting just stoned. It's like, you told me to come this way, and when I do, you're judging me for it. So it's like, I could have just stayed where I was. And I think, yes, acknowledging that there is going, 
if it was easy to be vulnerable, if it was easy to put yourself out there, if it was easy to go after the things we wanted, we would all be doing it. Right. And I think knowing, as scary as it is, the fact of other people's judgments, the possibility of rejection, the possibility of being made fun of, the possibility of being criticized. I mean, people who absolutely don't know you, talking about you, already having these perceived thoughts of you. We almost have to prepare and have an acceptance for that. Of what I understand, not everyone's going to understand. Right. Because people are going to understand, once again, it comes back to other people. People are going to be as comfortable as you, with you as they are with themselves. Mm. So you ain't comfortable with me. My confidence, my vulnerability makes you feel uncomfortable. Well, that's on you. Yeah, like I ch- inquire about that, ma'am. <laughs> Sir. Whoever. So, yeah, I think I challenge everybody to start showing up as you want others to because we were just having this conversation of life can so easily make you turn like a hard shell. Want to be closed off, not want to trust people due to our past experiences, due to our childhood, due to people who may we thought were supposed to be there, who did not show up for us in a way that we thought, you know, we needed them in. And I think we have to start operating in a futuristic mindset of not, I'm not going to act like the experiences that I've had. I'm going to act like the experiences I want to have, Mm. the things I know I deserve, the things I know I crave. And just because other people failed me, just because other people were not able to show up for me, doesn't mean I can't show up for myself now. Doesn't mean I can't set the standard now. Exactly. So yeah, like even going into that, we're going to go into pretty much I want to introduce and I encourage anyone to like read up on this because in therapy, this has been like the most healing thing is learning about internal family systems. Um, And essentially, I'm just going to summarize it as like the multiple parts we have of ourselves. So I'm going to use myself as an example of the parts of myself. So I have small Mackenzie. Um which I absolutely love and adore. I love Small Mackenzie. Um, The little girl who was a boss, like came out the womb, like I've been here before. I mean, just a boss. Knew what she wanted. Felt incredibly special. And not special in a superior sense. Not special in a sense of not other people have this. But recognizing and walking in my power knowing that I was created for something higher and good, something way bigger than myself. Um, And Small Mackenzie was a fashionista, would wear the craziest things, wore uniforms to school, and still made it pop. And that was Small Mackenzie. And I also have teenage Mackenzie. And also, like, that's a huge gap in transition. Like I said, that's life, and those are the multiple parts. And... Teenage Mackenzie. Teenage Mackenzie did not know her value, did not know her worth. And not in a sense that I hated myself, but I completely disregarded myself. And I think that hurts to even say, like, worse than I don't like myself. The fact that I didn't know how special I was. 
And I let other people define me in this stage instead of myself. And so teenage Mackenzie had to break and go through situations, beliefs were ingrained, especially this negative belief of, Mackenzie, you are, you're going to be able to give love. You're always going to be able to love other people. But you're never going to be able to receive it. Like, no one, else, no one is ever going to love you properly. No one is ever going to see you fully and take that in. So that was teenage Mackenzie. And now I've had the pleasure of meeting Core Self. <laughs> um, and Core Self. Uh, core Self sees me. Core Self hugs and takes care of small Mackenzie and teenage Mackenzie. Of course, self sees my worth. And not only should she sees it, she multiplies that shit. Mm. She adds tax. Course self Mackenzie knows your your worth, your beauty. I mean, cannot even be diminished down to the clothes you wear, how you look, your external. But it's your heart, baby. Period. It's your passion. It's your kindness. It's how you show up in this world despite what you've been through. Yeah. And what the world has done to you. And that that has been core self. And so I really am, you know, how my therapist puts it, we are a universe. I mean, we are, I mean, beautiful. And you think of it, you know how big, limitless, infinity. I mean, it's a universe. Right. And I encourage anyone, start getting to know the parts of yourselves. And most importantly, core self. The person who should be in the driver's seat and leading your life and operating. So, Lay, share some parts of yourself and layers of yourself. Um, <sighs> tell us about your universe. Because, <laughs> look, very similarly... Similarly to you, we have little A, you know, Miss Girl. I thought I was the hottest thing out. Mm, period. Like, I go <laughs> All back. All that in a bag of chips. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, because, like, I go back, and I'll look back at, like, pictures or moments. Like, I was a chubby little girl, and I can I very much applaud my parents because never did they ever make me feel like, oh, she's chubby, you know, she's fat. I didn't even know mm. until I got older and was looking back at pictures and was like, this is what I look like? Because mm. never in my head was I thinking, oh, I'm fat, like, you know. Nobody ever made me feel that way. So it just, like, I was, girl, I was all that. Period. Just period. All that. But then, you know. We get, and I feel like a lot of people go through this stage. It's just that's like that adolescent stage. Because you're figuring out yourself. Yeah. And you have outside influences. Yeah. And it's like you want to be, like I definitely went through a phase where I wanted to be like somebody I wasn't. Mm. I went through a phase, especially like when I was in eighth grade. And I think it has a lot to do with just like, you know, my relationship with my parents. But I'm not really going to get into that right now. But um, I was very 
hypersexual. Mm. Not in the sense of I was having sex or anything, but like, you know, I was having conversations with boys, like, oh, like, I'm gonna let you do this to me, you know. Lying my ass off, but literally, you know, I was kick days. (laughs) (laughs) But like having these conversations and like wanting to be promiscuous and like you know sending like you know just promiscuous pictures and stuff like that because I was insecure. Mm. I was seeking validation in these people because I feel like that's how I was able to prove to myself that I was beautiful and I was worthy and I was all of these things. Like I needed this male validation. Mm. So yeah, teenage, teenage years were rough. Um, it was a, there was a point where I felt like I always need to have a boyfriend, somebody to love and care about me, but like they were, they were shitty. Yep. <laughs> but it was like, at least I have this person mm. mindset. At least I have something. I right? have something. Right. So it's just like, it's weird. Cause it's like now knowing and understanding who I am with myself, you know, I don't settle for less. Mm. I've been single two years. Mm. Wasn't, girl, not putting up with anyone's mess. You're not, like, I know how beautiful I am. Look, inside and out. Like, I, girl, it gets to the point. My aunt's like, you're so conceited. I'm like, no. I just know who I am and I walk in my purpose. Period. And if that makes you uncomfortable or it makes you feel some type of way for me to be so in love with myself. How about we did? How how much do you love you? Yeah. And it's just like, it just, it makes me laugh when people are like, lay, like you're this and you're that, like you're, you love yourself too much. And I'm like, what is that? Too much. What is that? It can never be too much love. Exactly. Like maybe you you don't love yourself enough. Maybe you yeah, look. I'm a I'm a pass some right. since I got too much. I'm a I'm a overflow on you now. It's it looks like, like you need some. I think and I think that too in the past is why I was so insecure because I didn't want to overpower or overstep others. Yep, dimming your own light, making yourself yeah. smaller. Yeah, so, so you can make space for other people. Yeah, and I want to say right now, we all can take up space. This world and society it's teaches big us. enough. Thank you. This world and society teaches us that it, there has to be a competition, that there has to be a food chain, and there has to be the top people, and then middle class and the lower class. I'm telling you right now, God and the world and how the world works outside of this made-up bullshit, we all deserve to take up space. Yeah. And so just because you're taking up the space that is rightfully yours does not... The same person next to you is able to do the same damn thing. Right, and like we've been talking about, it's a choice. It's a choice. Just because you're choosing not to take up your space, that does not have anything to do with me. Because, baby, I'm taking advantage of my space. Period. (laughs) (laughs) Period. And I encourage people, especially people who are listening, who are dealing with insecurities. I want to just note, it is fine. It is absolutely normal. We all deal with insecurities. Yeah. Every single day, I don't wake up and think I'm just the hottest thing to be alive. But I will say, my confidence and my beauty and my values do not pin heavily on how I wake up every single day. Right. It is about what's on the inside and who I know as I am as a whole human being. 
And we do ourselves such a disservice to judge ourselves and think somehow our beauty is reflected in our, our physical appearance, question mark, that I'm, I'm, I'm my skin, I'm my body. Because you can be the most beautiful just person in the world and you can have the worst personality ever. The ugliest soul. What is that soul looking like? As much as we put on makeup, much as we are in the gym. You can't put that on your soul. Thank you. You can't cover you can't cover that up. We can hide it. We can manipulate people to not see it. But look, it shows its true colors eventually. It always shows. Ooh, that just was a whole word. So like I like everybody, like if you're explore these insecurities, know it's fine, but don't stay there. Yeah. I encourage you to start changing the narratives and the beliefs in your mind system if they are limiting and they are not serving you in a high in a higher way. Um like I said, some things just have to be let left behind. It's certain things and mindsets and things and circumstances of the world we just need to get over. Get over it. Life's hard. Yeah. Life's unfair. Yeah. And what makes you think you so damn special? <laughs> that you're somehow supposed to have a happily ever after? Like you just suppose you're not supposed to go through anything. What makes you so damn special? I'm waiting. <laughs> Life's hard. Sir, we I mean shit, we have absolutely no control over. Things that are going on in the world every single day. We absolutely have no... <coughs> no control over. And it's not about the environment or the circumstances. It's about how, how are you going to show up? Right. Are you going to make excuses for yourself because the world can be ugly so I can be ugly too? It's like, why would you want to add on to the ugliness? Or am I going to rise above and I'm going to put my values how I know things should be. I know love should be at the forefront. That's how I'm going to move, even though this is a hateful, untrustworthy, unlawful Broken world. How am I going to show up? It is so easy to, of course, be happy when everything is going fine. But this is life. Mm -hmm. Let's be fucking for real. This is life. Yeah. And we need to stop being interested in being happy and reaching this juncture of happiness of, oh, when everything is going to be okay. Because it's not. We need to learn how to be joyful and peaceful and have an anchor, have a foundation within the ugliness, within the brokenness, within the, the situation, circumstances, and people that are unfair. Mm -hmm. This is what it is. How are you still going to show up? Are you going to be a victim? Or are you going to be a survivor? So yeah, guys, we're just gonna get into specific tips that and intentions that we have been working on in our own um, personal life and one of those things are reading I mean that's been a huge I know our goal has been to right we started with one two books each month we want to read and I'm kind of looking to kind of increase that um 
over time, of course, being patient. Yeah. Um, taking the time to read, inquire knowledge. Be I don't know shit. I'm trying to learn. Being yeah. a learner is kind of the season I think we're in of wanting to explore, wanting to know more. So we're be better able to help not only ourselves, but to serve you guys. Yeah. Serve future people that I know God wants us and needs us. Like, that's why we're here to touch, to do. Um, and so I, I, yeah, like, that's been one of our goals reading. What has been another goal for you, Lay? Um, something that you have been intentional about, things that you have been doing to say, this is how I, this is going to be helpful in me showing up in the world. Um, another thing for me is like cooking, mm. like not just for like me, but like my friends. Cause I'm like, you know, we're all in college and you know, there was a point like every week we were having, you know, like a little friend's dinner. So, yes. you know, I want to kind of bring that back just because it allows, I feel like for me, it's allowing us to de-stress, you know, school is stressful enough. So like, why not come together, hang out? And eat good food. Eat some good food. You know? Period. And I think it's such a beautiful act to be able to cook for yourself. Yeah. Um, I love my mom's. Hey, mommy. Um, <laughs> our, like, home-cooked meals. I had the most bombest chicken quesadilla last night from her. So, I think it's such an act of love of knowing I feel so loved when she puts the love in this food. I think it's so rewarding to be able to do th those things for ourselves. Yeah. And as a woman, not because that's what we're meant to do here. That's our only purpose. Side eye. But for the fact, I'm, I'm learning how to cook for myself. So I can feed and nourish my body. And all, and then too, for my future my future kiddos. You know, I'm a mom who's going to be whipping it up. Who's going to cook and put love into this food. Okay. Um. So yeah, I really... That's definitely a good intention. I really, really yeah. like that one. We don't got no McDonald's money around Literally. here. Literally. <laughs> Literally. And another goal um, has definitely been for me is yoga. Um, yoga and meditation has been a thing that has come back up in life and has been extremely helpful lately is practicing that. And pretty much what I'll explore is having just movement in your life, some form of when you're moving. I know we're in this huge fitness era. <laughs> Everybody getting thick and having these natural, the gym BBLs. Everybody want, everyone want a fat ass and some thick thighs right now and a slim waist. And so I know we're in this era of fitness, but I really challenge everyone to start looking at how can I move my body in terms of in a mental aspect, uh, an emotional aspect, and not just physical, not for just body goals, right. not for just, looking appealing but actually feeling appealing and like i said i think for me one thing when i was depressed was huge for my therapist was 20 minutes each day just the minimum of moving your body and that is not only through going to the gym and <sighs> like it's not that's not what you have to do yoga riding a bike going for walks what else? Boxing. I mean, it's so many areas, ways. We are, we are in the dance team. Um, <laughs> um, There's so many ways to move your body, and it's such a, a form of self-love when you are able to take the time, the energy, 
to make that time for yourself mm -hmm. in that way. And I think even going to our last part, Leah, you want to get into self-care days. Um, how's that been something that has served you? And what would your advice be for other people who are looking to prioritize taking care of themselves? Yeah, like for me, self-care days isn't like the typical like, oh, I'm going to go out and do X, Y, and Z. Like you can even do it at home. Like for me, I bought a coloring book. So I, Her. <laughs> I've been like, you know, coloring like a couple pages out of there, like on my days off. Or I, um, you know, like washing my hair. Girl. That is so girl, therapeutic. That is so, girl, rubbing my scalp. Feels amazing. Girl, I love blow drying my hair, listening to some music, putting these fresh braids, oiling my scalp. More sh Girl, that, that right there. Girl, it don't get better than that. It don't. Touching it don't. yourself, loving yourself, caressing, yeah. being gentle with yourself. Taking a bath. Cause I don't do that often. Literally. So when I do, taking a rub a dub dub. <laughs> Girl, what else? Even for me, like I like to like I sing. So yes. like I haven't I like even like I noticed it like especially last quarter I wasn't singing as often. Yeah. So even like for me like. I usually do it when I'm home by myself, so I don't be disturbing people. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like, you know, I'll record myself and just listen back to it. It's Period. like, you know, it's just, it's relaxing. It's very much just relaxing yourself. Yes. And I think to you within that, like I said, I think you shared perfect examples of work, what works for you. Yeah. And people, find what works for you. Right, because if you can't sing, don't be in there trying to record Thank yourself you. singing. Yes, You're yes, going to yes, make yeah. yourself mad. Literally, right? If they make you happy, do it. But, you know, damn. You know. But knowing that social media, when you are sharing tips, when you are hearing podcasts such as this, that things are meant to inspire, influence you in a way and move you to figure out what works for you. But don't, like, if this is my blueprint, if this is something I had to fucking work hard for, what makes you think you were just, I was just going to tell you it and you were going to be able to download it and somehow apply it to and your copy life? copy it. Like, you're not Lay. You're not McKenzie. It's yeah. not going to work for you. I encourage you. you, do the work. Doing the work is so rewarding. Is it hard? Is it challenging? Yes. We can admit that. With life and everything, is it heavy? Hell yes. You're damn right. But within that hard, within that challenge, we have to always overall think we are capable of still getting the tasks done we are still capable of showing up so y'all we're gonna start ending this podcast with just an overall message i think we want to share with people and the main purpose of our podcast i just being insecure hating yourself nitpicking at yourself mm -hmm. judging yourself being hard on yourself. I don't wish that on like my worst enemy. I mean, I just, I can't, you know, imagine in points in life of if I ain't got me, who do you have? God got you. You got higher powers that obviously think you're worthy enough. But I feel like if you don't think you're worthy enough. How are you going to go looking for that in somebody else? Yep. You're going to look it for it on all the wrong places and whole time it's within you. Yourself. So I just, anyone listening, I just want to remind everyone listening, you are so worthy beyond measure. I can't even comprehend how worthy you are, how, how loved you are, 
You're not only loved, you are love. Period. You are you are so worthy. You are so loved. You are so capable. You are so beautiful. More beautiful than you ever know. Yes. The fact that God not only said, I'm going to create these clouds, these beautiful sunsets, this beautiful summer weather, these beautiful trees that dance and sing, this delicious food. God said we need a you. He said he needed a lay. Mm. He needed a Mackenzie. And everyone listening, like, you are a whole universe. You are so special, so big, so complex beyond what you can even understand right now. And hopefully it eventually will all make sense. But I think that's all we need to know is that you're beautiful, you're worthy, you're capable. And there's always a chance to, to start again. Yeah. To recreate, to yeah. reevaluate. Yeah, none of this is set in stone. Permanent at all. You, you have a choice every single day to wake up and love you for where you're at in this season. Yeah. Loving the past versions of yourself that got you here may have not been the best, may have not had the best beliefs. But hey, they all play a part in your journey. And they're all you. And so I encourage all of you guys to start doing the work for yourself. And I think that looks so different. And the only resources I can really offer, like I said, therapy. I know that it's not accessible to everybody. But there are so many resources. There are so many podcasts. There are so many people out here who are truly using their gifts to inspire, to share, and to want to support others. And I encourage you to be a learner. Yeah. Getting comfortable learning and allowing other people to teach you these resources and, and getting that, that student type of mindset. Because yeah. only then you'll one day become a teacher and you'll be able to do the same things that others are able to do for you. For you. So... I encourage all of you guys, like, life is hard. I'm sending love anybody's way who's going through anything right now, having a tough season, wanting to give up right now. I encourage you to show up. Show up for yourself. Show up in those storms. Show up in the sunshine. As familiar, familiar you are with your joy and your happiness, is as familiar as you are with your anger, mm -hmm. your sadness, your depression, your anxiety, those ugly parts, those things that you think are so ugly. I promise you it is so much beauty. It is so much beauty in that. So guys, we it's like what a good episode. I really hope this was so healing for you guys. We are so excited to be back. Yeah, this is definitely a healing time for us. Yes, and like I said, we are so excited in future to start having people on this podcast um, and starting to have guests. So Stay tuned, you guys. We're super excited to start having conversations about mental health, generational traumas, generational curses, and just ways overall we are able to not only show up for ourselves, but to show up and encourage other people. So in this podcast, and just a reminder, like it starts with you. It's a choice. And choose joy. Choose empathy. Choose compassion every single time, even if it's hard. So thank you guys for joining our second episode. What, what? Thank you guys, and we will see you soon. Bye. Stay tuned. Period.